Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my show. This is Partners in Health and Biz, and I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. So happy that you could join me this morning. And this is a wonderful podcast that uh, I have created for you. I'm sure you're going to really find this information beneficiary, beneficial, I should say. But before we get into the show, I just want you to know that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So get pen and paper if you want to take notes. And if not, this is a podcast. You can rewind. You can listen to it at your leisure. And I'm so very happy, excuse me, happy to present (laughs) the title of this show, Unsalted unsalted the benefits and negative effects of ingesting salt that's right the benefits and the negative effects of ingesting salt so yes um this editor named rich wallace and he is a fantastic editor and he's an editor of this fantastic health Uh, magazine called Remedies. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but you can usually pick it up at your local health food store and it's called Remedies for Life. So he said, (laughs) and you, many of you can relate to this. He said, we salted just about everything in our house when I was a kid, meat, potatoes, vegetables, even green salads. Our snacks were salty peanuts, crackers, pretzels, chips, If it didn't have salt on it, it was probably too bland to bother with. And he said, and I never heard a word suggesting that salt might be bad for you. Well, he was blessed. He said, neither he nor his parents developed any significant blood pressure issues. So he said, so we seem to be among those who aren't particularly affected. Um, So... He said, as he moved into adulthood, warnings about the potential health risk of too much salt made him think, rethink his seasoning practices. So he discovered oregano, paprika, and other spices that taste a lot better than salt and are a lot better than, a lot better for you, healthier for you. And he says, these days I almost never add it to my food and I don't miss it at all. There's plenty of sodium in any prepared foods I do eat, he says. So I certainly am not concerned about getting too little. But Rich says, I learned a lot from the article about the surprising health values of salt um, that he read. He said, especially in its unrefined forms. So today's show, I'm going to be presenting the good, bad, and the ugly (laughs) about salt. So here we go. And I'm going to tell you, I have to tell you the reason why I was really uh, encouraged to present this show to you today is because of my health conditions. I recently visited my health uh, practitioner, my primary care doctor. And I, of course, I was overdue, overdue for my yearly annual examination. And many of us, including myself, have slacked up during the pandemic. 
I was walking more before the pandemic and I was eating um, more healthy than I uh, was during the pandemic and during the pandemic, which still goes on. But I was a little surprised and I, you know, I was exercising less, of course, and I had my stress had increased. Yes, because of this job, this new job that I had started working and in the insurance industry, um, selling Medicare Advantage products, Medicare supplement, standalone products, and some of the other products are connected to Medicare and Medicare Advantage. So speaking with so many people on a daily basis, some people very nice and friendly, some that were irritable and grumpy, um, and then the stress of just producing um, and selling and enrolling people in these uh, plans. So my stress level had risen. <clears throat> so if you combine all of those things, naturally, when my doctor, after I went and had my lab work done, my blood work, and she said to me, well, you're going to have to make some changes if you want to stay healthy because your test results indicate that um, you are a few steps away from being uh, diabetic. You're a few steps away from being actually borderline diabetic, but that means that you really have to step up and uh, start doing things and being more healthy, more exercise, eating more fruits and vegetables, eliminating um, or lowering, not eliminating, but um, managing your salt intake and disregarding or eating more fresh foods, whole foods instead of packaged foods. And yes, during the pandemic and because I was work, I'm working from home, only had a half an hour for lunch, I'm grabbing things and snacking on things that aren't healthy and eating too much. And so she said, yes. And so, and she said, your, um, she took my blood pressure, said your blood pressure is high, not extremely high, but it's high. So we need to talk to you. I need to talk to you about that about managing and getting your blood pressure under control. And she also mentioned something about too much vitamin uh, D in my system, which meant that the vitamin supplements I'm taking had, I was taking too many supplements with additional vitamin D in addition to, you know, of course I was taking my regular multivitamin. So that prompted me to um, investigate and therefore that's why I'm presenting this show uh, this morning. So let's get into it. The healing power of salt, the benefits and negative effects of ingesting salt. And so, and why you need this much aligned spice. Believe it or not, we do need salt. <laughs> why salt tends to get a bad rep? Yes, it does. But this flavor enhancer is vital to your health. Did you know that? The minerals it supplies are essential for the proper function of your nerves, muscles, brain, and more. By weight, salt is about 40% sodium and 60% chloride. That's what makes up salt. People are commonly advised to limit sodium intake to prevent high blood pressure, also called hypertension. However, this advice isn't right for everyone. Slightly more than half of people with hypertension are salt sensitive, 
meaning their blood pressure significantly increases with higher sodium intake. Now, you may be one of those people that you definitely have to watch your sodium intake, but only 25% of people with normal blood pressure are salt sensitive. This suggests that some people may be needlessly restricting salt, believe it or not. <laughs> What's more is skipping on, uh, skipping on salt is linked to health problems. Yes, yes, I probably didn't realize that, especially in the African-American community now. Come on, that is usually our problem for the most part. That's one of our problems and uh is that salt intake why so many african-americans in particular and people of color have high blood pressure so overly restricting salt increases your risk of fatigue dizziness and muscle cramps and this is um according to james d nicolotonio pharmaceutical expert author of the salt fix he says a low salt diet is also it also may increase your insulin levels which can lead your cells to become resistant to insulin that puts you on the path to developing type 2 diabetes so this may be more likely with sodium intakes below 1000 milligrams daily which is less than a half teaspoon of salt more research is needed in this area so I don't know how many of you are only ingesting a half teaspoon of salt, but if that's all you're ingesting, you may not be getting enough salt. Um, so let's go on. I know it's getting interesting, right? Very curious. Yes. So vital for health. Sodium is needed for nearly every chemical reaction in your body, according to David Bronstein. He's a medical doctor, author of Salt, Your Way to Health. If you don't consume enough salt, your body releases hormones to help your kidneys hold on to salt. These hormones activate your sympathetic nervous, sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight response. Overstimulating this system may cause fatigue and worsen heart disease. So some other reasons it's important to get enough salt include brain function. Yes, sodium is essential for transmitting nerve signals, including in your brain. Low levels of sodium in your blood may contribute to poor memory and concentration. Digestion. The chloride portion of salt is used to make stomach acid, which promotes good digestion and helps kill harmful bacteria in your gut. Bone health. Sodium helps your body maintain magnesium and calcium balance, which is essential for healthy bones. So you need that balance. Athletic performance. Consuming salt, such as in an electrolyte drink, before long distance running or other endurance exercise may improve your performance. That's right. Okay, so what else is it? How much and what kind? I know that's what you're, you're wondering and that is the main focus of what you need to know. So how much and what kind of salt should we be ingesting? 
Well, many health authorities advise limiting, limiting sodium intake to 2,300 milligrams daily, which is about one teaspoon of salt. Still, the average American's daily sodium intake is 3,400 milligrams, one and a half teaspoons of salt. Now, this amount may be fine for some individuals. And I'm sure a lot of you are even ingesting way more than one and a half teaspoons of salt. Is with, And this is where you will start to uh, have a problem with your health. Your sodium needs depend on many factors, according to Dr. Nicolona, Nicolanatonio. <laughs> he says this includes how much caffeine you consume as it promotes sodium loss. Drinking too much uh, coffee, uh, that depletes your sodium. How much you, how much you exercise and sweat the medications you take, and the diseases or health conditions that you have. A functional medical doctor can evaluate what's best for you based on such variables. It's also important to consider where your sodium is coming from. Americans get about 70%, 70% of their sodium from processed foods and restaurant foods, but these are typically made with refined salt. Refined salt has all of its trace minerals removed and contains unhealthy additives. So look at that box of salt, folks, that you purchase from your local grocery store. And if it's unrefined, unrefined, I'm sorry, um, refined, salt if it's refined then you know that it's not good for you if the salt box box says refined salt refined salt has all of its trace minerals removed and contains unhealthy additives according to dr brownstein so what are the best types of salt you say well the best types of salt are unrefined unrefined which means they contain their full complement of trace minerals nothing has been removed and nothing that shouldn't be in there has been added so not only could unrefined natural salt help your body function better it undoubtedly will make your food taste better so the next time you go shopping to your grocery store or if you have to, check it out at your health food store because I know it's available at your health food store. And so these are some of the smart salts that you can be ingesting and adding to your foods. Smart salt. <laughs> You've heard of smartphones and um, smart TVs. Well, smart salt. <laughs> and it's not connected to any technology. Smart salt. Each of these unrefined salts contains small amounts of at least 60 minerals, including calcium, magnesium, and chromium. So are you ready? Are you ready? Here come the three salts that are recommended for you to take that are very good for you. The first salt is called Celtic sea salt. And Celtic is spelled C as in cat, 
E-L-T-I-C, Celtic sea salt. It's harvested from coastal regions of Europe, Hawaii, and Guatemala. It's lab tested for purity. If you want to find out or research it on your own, you can visit www.celticseasalt.com. Celticseasalt.com. And uh, so again, it's spelled C-E-L-T-I-C. Remond or Redmond Real Salt. R-E-D-M-O-N-D, Redmond, real salt. This salt is mined from an ancient seabed in Redmond, Utah. It provides 18% of the daily value of iodine per one-fourth teaspoon. And if you want to research that, visit www.realsalt.com, realsalt.com. And finally, the third smart salt is your Himalayan pink salt. Himalayan pink salt. It comes from salt mines below the Himalayan mountains in Pakistan. Several brands are available. You can research this by going to www.himalasalt.com or H-I-M-A-L-A-S-A-L-T, himalasalt.com. So those are the three salts that are recommended. Of course, you most likely won't find these at your local grocery store. No, no, no. Um, So check it out at your local health food store. In Columbia, there's David's Natural Market. In Clarksville, Maryland, there's Roots Market. In Jessup, Maryland, there's Mom's, My Organic Market. So any of these health food markets, stores, you should be able to find at least one of these smart salts. So I definitely recommend that you check it out for yourself. And personally, for me, um, after my health (laughs) health, uh, report was released to me, I am definitely going to be making major changes. I'm up Uh, increasing my exercise. My doctor told me at least 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, if you can just go outside for 15 minutes, walk around the block, get some fresh air and sunshine. That will bring your blood pressure down. That will help with all of the health issues. Um, The the uh, high blood pressure coming back down to normal and I've started doing that and guess what my blood pressure has come back down to normal and I feel I'm starting to feel better um, thinking more clear clearly so I know my um, you know my level for uh, diabetes that's dropping and uh, so I'm feeling much better and my cholesterol that was the other thing so my cholesterol levels because i'm watching what i'm eating you know reducing salt sugar and fat so that's what we all need to do and maintain but reduce salt sugar and fat especially if you are sensitive to salt as many african americans and people of color are so let's talk about some other things uh which foods are high in salt and sodium So most of the salt in the modern diet comes from restaurant foods or packaged and processed foods. In fact, it is estimated that about 75% of the salt in the U.S. diet comes from processed 
food. Only 25% of the intake occurs naturally in foods or is added during cooking or at the table. Salted snack foods. Oh, yes, that's what gets you in trouble. Those snacks, those potato chips, those salted peanuts, those salted pretzels, (laughs) canned and instant soups. Eliminate these processed meats. You know, you have to shop organic pickled foods and soy sauce are examples of high salt foods. There are also some seemingly unsalty foods that actually contain surprisingly high amounts of salt, including bread. Yes, next the next time you buy a loaf of bread, before you buy that loaf of bread, check out how much salt, sodium, salt, and how much sugar even is added to a loaf of bread cottage cheese and some breakfast cereals so if you want to uh, improve your health folks you really have to start reading the labels you have to be more uh, cautious and curious and intent on reading labels and making sure you're not getting an overload of salt sugar or fat so if you're trying to cut back then food labels again almost always list the sodium content So the bottom line, foods that are high in salt include processed foods, packaged foods, processed foods such as salted snacks and instant soups. Less obvious foods such as bread and cottage cheese may also contain a lot. Should you eat less salt? Well, some health conditions make it necessary to cut back on salt. If your doctor wants you to limit your intake, then definitely continue to do so. However, if you are a healthy person who eats mostly whole, single ingredient foods, then there is probably no need for you to worry about salt intake. Not too many of you are in that category. But in this case, you can feel free to add salt during cooking or at the table in order to improve flavor. And as the editor of uh, this magazine, Remedies, said, there are other, he reminded us, there are other ways to flavor your food other herbs and spices so investigate herbs and spice and spices that uh, can flavor your food and you won't need salt or a very limited amount of salt okay everyone needs some salt as so as is so often the case of nutrition the optimal intake is somewhere between the two extremes and let me remind you um, sometimes you are eliminating or lowering your salt too much I remember my friend uh, reminding me and as an athlete that uh, athletes need a little more salt than a normal person who's not exercising extremely and he reminded me that often he would get these cramps in his in his foot and then he would go and um, eat a little bit of salt and the cramps would go away because he had not he had you know actually um, the salt intake in his body was so low that it was causing him to have muscle cramps so think about that before um, you you don't want to eliminate salt altogether because the body does need uh, a certain amount of salt. Um, so let's uh, continue, continue. So eating extremely high amounts of salt can be harmful, but eating too little may be just as bad to your health. Um, and so often the case in nutrition, the ultimate optimum 
optimal intake is somewhere somewhere between the two extremes. So is salt actually bad for you? Salt is naturally a, a naturally occurring compound is commonly used to season food. In addition to increasing flavor, it is used as a food preservative and can help stop the growth of bacteria. Yet over the past few decades, it has gained a bad reputation and has been linked to conditions like high blood pressure, heart disease, and even stomach cancer. In fact, the most recent dietary guidelines for Americans recommend limiting sodium intake to below 2,300 milligrams daily. Keep in mind that salt is only about 40% sodium, so this is, amount is equal to about one teaspoon, six grams. So if you read your packaging, you'll see how much uh, salt is in your food. And if you multiply uh, the different foods that you eat with the sodium intake of each one, you can see how easily you can um, surpass 2,300 milligrams of salt daily. However, some evidence shows that salt may affect individuals differently and may not have as much of an impact on heart disease as once believed. Okay, so let's see where are we on time. Okay, so we're good. Salt also has sodium chloride. It's a compound made up of about 40% sodium and 60% chloride, two minerals that play an important role in health. Concentrations of sodium are carefully regulated by the body and fluctu fluctuations lead to negative side effects. Sodium is involved in muscle contractions. Didn't I just say that? And loses and, uh, and losses through sweat or fluid can contribute to muscle cramps in athletes. <laughs> Didn't I just tell you that? It also maintains nerve function and tightly regulates both blood volume and blood pressure. Chloride, on the other hand, is the second most abundant electrolyte in the blood after sodium. Electro electrolytes are atoms found in bodily fluid that carry an electrical charge and are essential to everything from nerve impulses to fluid balance. Low levels of chloride can lead to a condition called respiratory acidosis in which the carbon dioxide builds up in the blood, causing the blood to become more acidic. Okay, although both of these minerals are important, research shows that individuals may respond differently to sodium. While some people may not be affected by a high salt diet, others may experience high blood pressure or bloating with increased sodium intake. Those who experience these effects are considered salt sensitive and may need to monitor, monitor their sodium intake more carefully than others. Okay. All right. And so this, the bottom line, salt contains sodium and chloride, which regulate muscle contractions, nerve function, blood pressure, and fluid balance. Some people may be more sensitive to the effects of a high salt diet than others. And high salt intake is associated with stomach, stomach cancer. Some evidence shows that increased salt intake could be linked to an increased risk of stomach cancer. This may be because it increases the growth of a type of bacterial bacteria associated with a higher risk of stomach cancer. 
Okay. Another large uh, one study in 2011 looked at over 1,000 participants and showed that a higher salt intake was associated with a higher risk of uh, stomach cancer. So we're just about out of time. I certainly hope you have enjoyed today's show. I want you encourage want to encourage you to do your own research and i'm your host gail dixon mcbride if you are interested in being a guest on my show please email me partners in health partners i n in health at verizon.net and also you can uh, check out my website golden voice golden voices unlimited at gmail.com golden voices unlimited at gmail.com so it's been my pleasure to provide this show with you to you and until next saturday everyone go out get some fresh air and sunshine stay healthy and business savvy ta-ta for now and check out my show next saturday and we'll see you soon have a wonderful blessed day everyone